Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, uh, we got the update last night, and then there was some more news this morning, David, about the illegal immigrant who murdered five people. Yeah, the the guy who murdered five people in Cleveland, Texas. He's been arrested after several days of being on the run. Uh, The cops found him four days after the murders, uh, hiding in a laundry closet at a home in Conroe, Texas, not far from where he committed the murders. Uh, There have also been several other arrests, uh, the cops are telling us now, And uh, the wife of the killer is among those in custody in connection with the Friday night shootings. I don't know if you saw this update, too, this morning where the sheriff is saying there's going to be more arrests. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, you wonder. uh, Like, one of the biggest questions I have is where do you get the gun? And I assume somebody bought it for him either as a fence, like they went to the gun shop, did the background check and everything like that, and then sold it to him. Which is a crime, especially mm-hmm. compounded because he's here illegally. Yes. Uh, so I, I do wonder what that chain is going to, to look like when, when they release all of the information. I, I say, Have you seen some of the hot takes on social media? Oh, oh go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, see, this is this is why we need new gun laws, because, I mean, basically, you walk into Texas, it doesn't matter who you are. You can get an AR, no problem. That's not true. I know. That is that's, not true. That's what people run with. And they, oh, yeah, somebody's going to talk about the gun show loophole or whatever, and that mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Uh, they also, you know, when you talk about private sales of firearms, they fail to point out that most people who sell privately, like if you go online and you organize a meetup, they're going to want to mm-hmm. see your LTC, your license to carry, because that most of them do, because that shows that you've been through some sort of background check. So it... It doesn't make any sense. And, and yeah, they just want to make it about guns, 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 because they don't want to talk about illegal immigration. No, they do not. NBC News, I sent you all this this morning. I saw that. It it is just absolutely astounding. NBC News, the wife of the Texas man who authorities say fatally shot five of his neighbors uh, had an order, I'm sorry, filed a protective order against him in 2022. Texas man, you say? He's not a Texas man. He's an illegal immigrant from Mexico who was, uh, well, living in Texas. Well, then they went on to say AR-15 assault-style right. weapon, too. So, so I mean, I, I, just, I just look at it and think, okay, if I went and I was living in Paris illegally and I committed a crime, would they call me a Parisian? Well, no. <laughs> they would say American man living in Paris. Right. Yes, that is true. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Um, speaking of NBC, I'll play this a little bit later. The way they frame the Tucker Carlson story on the Today Show is so misleading. It's basically outright lying. And I'm always wondering, all right, who is the worst? It's got to be MSNBC, right? Them and CNN? NBC is sort of like, hold my Bud Light here. I think (laughs) I can compete. 
We'll get to that in a little bit. But, David, I had not heard the CNN yet, and you're telling me CNN lied about Tucker? Oh, they did. So uh, the update with Tucker Carlson uh, is that the New York Times got its hands on a text message sent by Tucker Carlson, and the media is freaking out about it, claiming it's wildly racist. He has bloodlust, whatever. It was about a video of Trump supporters beating the hell out of an Antifa kid. And here's how CNN reported it. Okay, roll this. I've got that. I've got that message, too. A quote from Tucker's text. It read, quote, it was three against one, at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. Close quote. Now, they, they leave it at that point, ignoring the rest of the, of the sentiment that Tucker Carlson was sharing at the time. Of course, the context. Which is, the Antifa creep is a human being, he wrote. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about the, uh, those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? And that is a feeling that I think a lot of people have gone through. I know everybody's focusing on that's not how white men fight or whatever. Not exactly true, but it's funny to see people playing dumb about what he was talking about there. I mean, let's look at the street takeover in Chicago here. My I mean, goodness, dude. That watch a few weeks watch ago. videos of violence over the last right. five years. Okay. It tells you everything you need to know. Oh, what does he mean by that? Oh. Don't play stupid media. But to that point, you know, when he said, you know, for a while, what was it? Hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Okay. I'll just speak for me. (laughs) I've told friends of mine, we've talked about it amongst ourselves, following this stuff every day. You feel like, my gosh, man, sometimes the hate that I feel is not healthy. Okay, and you got to detach yourself from the news for a while because you're in it. It's like so much negativity in the world going on. Just speaking for me only, I have different friends that say, uh, especially like Christian friends, how could I pray for you? I'm like, pray for my heart. Sometimes I'm afraid my heart is getting hardened. Because you do have different thoughts like, oh, get him or whatever. And you're like, well, wait a second. That's that's somebody's kid or that's just another person. Maybe I don't agree with them, but I truly don't want harm to people. I want the best for people. But I think that happens to, well, a lot of us, honestly. Not just those that follow news all the time, but just when you see injustice all the time. What is it? It's almost become a joke off air on the show. Mm-hmm. A lot of hate in my heart, Jamie. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and for the record, I totally still stand. I disagree with Tucker on one key por- uh, portion of this. I, I firmly stand behind my baton to the back of the skull remedy for Antifa bros. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I think they should bring back public caning. That's not a joke. <laughs> I think there's a fine line between being passive and heartfelt about things and being a doormat. Absolutely. I think there's a really fine line there, and I don't disagree with you 
because I try to find that as well. But sometimes I throw my hands up and say it's impossible. Yeah, I think because if I lay down here, oh yeah, yeah. if I no, take no. that approach, they're gonna they're gonna steamroll me. Oh, I don't. I think so much that that you want to see justice, but I don't want to. No, I don't want to see somebody let off. I, but right. if you were at the part where Tucker was, where he is actually admitting, yeah, I wanted to see him killed, right? And then he says, and then something went off my brain, going, "What are you becoming?" Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yes, I think that's where a lot of people, yeah, have been honestly. Um. You know, again, I think most of us want to see justice, but there are so many people, and this is part of the frustration, that truly don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. because a lot of legacy media is just propaganda. And I know that those outlets always leaned left, but it's gone into another world over the last seven years. And I think a great example is what they just did with this Tucker Carlson story. Yeah, you, they left uh, out all of the context of what he was texting, and they just left the viewer with the impression that he was he was fretting about becoming someone who wanted someone to get killed. When, in mm-hmm. fact, it wasn't a conversation, honestly, that a lot of people have had, especially during the mostly peaceful riots of 2020. I'm telling you, man, a lot of people may not voice it. A lot of people may right. not ever want to admit to it. But when they saw Kenosha burning down, oh man! Because this serial sexual abuser got shot in the back by a police officer after resisting right. arrest and going for a weapon, and they're watching that city get torn apart by people who don't even live there. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people were thinking when no one was around, man, some street justice would be pretty good. Absolutely, dude. When you would play the clip of the poor old lady in Philadelphia. Yeah. that lost her business. I don't know how you could not want justice. And that was a woman of color. Yes. Okay. So before Media Matters or someone else has the racist take, well, those three white guys, they just wanted black people to die. Uh, no, you want to see justice. You don't. It doesn't matter what race anyone is. It doesn't matter a whole lot of things. You just want to see justice. So... Man, and if you think CNN lied there, wait till we get to the NBC audio a little bit later on. Um, oh, what's the story with Russia, David? They're claiming someone tried to kill Putin? Yeah, they're claiming that uh, Ukrainian forces attempted to kill President Vladimir Putin with a failed drone attack. I don't know if you've seen the video where it appears that something is over the Kremlin and specifically over the part where the residence is, and they shot it down. And so uh, they're claiming that Ukrainian forces launched this drone attack. They tried to kill Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin wasn't at home at the time. I got to be honest to me, this does kind of feel like a false flag, because if you marshal all the resources to get a drone inside Russia over the Kremlin, you would think you would have the resources to know whether or not the dude was home. (laughs) Yes. So uh, either this is like something that will... Uh, put to shame even the the failed exploding cigars caper. <laughs> Either this was just a colossal <laughs> screw up, or yeah, Russia just like shot something out of the sky and said, "Okay, here's here's justification for us, like really going hard against Ukraine because they've called it a terrorist attack." Okay, wow. All right, more on that a little bit later. You know, we we're talking about seeing justice. Sometimes you want to see deadbeat dads have to pay. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. The latest on Hunter Biden coming up. Well, what's the deal? Well, I know. I know. 
Cla- I, 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 Redacted. I had to stay on the cot at Dad's place what the hell in Ireland. That? I can't afford to pay for that kid now. What's going on now? We will get to that. Whoopi Goldberg said something stupid. Well, yeah, it's Wednesday. All right, and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Bob Shaming, Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the sexy boomer in blue. Scott Robbins, if you want to know what color you wear. Sorry, man. Okay, Hunter Biden. There's going to be a decision soon. Decision is close. That, that's what they're saying, a decision what on decision? charging him. Which one? Well, this would have to do with taxes and the potential felony gun charge oh. that the president's son is uh, is facing right now. So not prosecute- the fact that he can't afford to pay child support. I was just, that was my question, yeah. Did you see NBC's report on that? No. Yeah, me neither. How about ABC? <laughs> no. CNN? No. MSN? Anybody? No. Weird. Okay. That'd be dad. I mean, again, it's it's you know playing the what if game here. But if Don Jr. had knocked up a stripper and then oh. was refusing to pay her child support, oh. my goodness, that would be the story in the nation. Oh, jeez, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Donald Trump won't even acknowledge his grandchild. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, so prosecutors are apparently nearing a decision on whether or not to charge Hunter Biden on violations related to his taxes and his attempt to uh, purchase a gun. He lied on a background check about his substitute or substance abuse issues. Um, and apparently, as we talked about last week, Hunter Biden's attorneys met with prosecutors last week in a signal that uh, they are getting ready to do something or make some sort of announcement. OK. All right. I don't think I'm alone in being frustrated by this. I mean, this has gone on for so long. I mean, this whole disinformation nonsense, this and that with the laptop. And you sit back for a second and you think, okay, we know now the FBI told Facebook, hey, kill that story. Uh, We know this. It's like just common knowledge now. I don't know how many people in America know this. But, I mean, for those of us that pay attention, we know it. But yet, there are some days you wake up and say, this is crazy. Yeah. It is The intelligence agencies told different people, kill the story. Twitter. Yeah. And with legacy media, this is all Russian disinformation. Members of the CIA, the FBI, people sign off on it, Russian disinformation. It was all bullcrap. The the current Secretary of State was apparently the one who organized the effort to yes, call it, it Russian blinking. disinformation. Yes. And just it's just another day. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine if it were 15 years ago, we'd just be rolling along like this. <laughs> of, of course we wouldn't. And again, man, I'm but stating I, the obvious. That's what is so maddening. I go back to this all the time. The outrage over deadbeat dads at one point in time meant something. Oh, my goodness. It's like most Americans were like, hey, we got to get these guys. Absolutely. Shirking their responsibilities, putting people into poverty. No, this can't stand. But this is shoulder shrugging going on here. Oh, I know. Well, it's been 30 years ago now. It's remarkable. Dating myself. But I can remember where a guy we worked with got arrested at the radio station for being a deadbeat dad. Yeah, for lack of child support, yes. And the conversation was, what are we going to do, man, if this gets out to the media? This is going to be terrible. Another quality guy in radio. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do. Tell him to pay. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's just nuts, man. I did see this story. It's been running not just in conservative outlets. I mean, legacy media has been telling the Bud Light story that the sales are down. Mm-hmm. It was it 21%? 21% yeah, when you go April to April. Pretty big. Okay. So you got, you know, and the Wall Street Journal was saying, okay, this is unlike anything we've ever seen. It has been boycotts. Um, did you ever see like an official boycott? Like people saying, eh, don't drink it, spread the word. I never did. Not really. No, it was this. This is really one of those organic grassroots. Like, you know what? Screw you, Bud Light. We're tired of all of this. That's what it seems like. And, you know, from very early on, I think it was like two days after I'd mentioned, I know guys that have worked for Anheuser-Busch driven trucks sure they're getting a lot of bs about this it's not their fault they would never have marketed the product this way right but yeah it talks about how they're hearing a lot everywhere they go they're kind of like yeah okay i don't want to defend it you know the decision to pair with dylan mulvaney what can i do you do you feel bad for the people affected i think there's a stigma attached to it now too but you know when there are different media outlets that (laughs) phrase it this way um well the sales are down seemingly because of this promotion they did with a transgender social media influencer (laughs) well it's good seemingly Seemingly. pretty explicit there i mean there's (laughs) april 1st (laughs) this thing gets unveiled and then suddenly people said screw you bud light i think it is also the power of mockery as i mentioned yesterday when we were talking about this because yeah, I mean, it's. It, I, I can just totally picture you're at a backyard barbecue, and it's like, oh, yeah, I've got Bud Light in the fridge. You want some? <laughs> you got Bud Light? How's your vagina coming in these days, Frank? <laughs> you know? And it's not even, yeah. like, out of a place of, like, hatred no. or anything. It's just like, listen, we're exhausted. We get the trans and gay right, stuff yeah. crammed down our throats all the time. Just let us have our beer for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, so they say now Bud Light is in serious trouble for losing its distinction of the best-selling beer in America. Number two is Modelo, which the same company owns, but still. (laughs) All right. Well, news update you'll want to hear next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Do you want to get the Whoopi Goldberg, David? Do you have an update? I just saw you say, what the, what? Yeah, uh, so the Education Secretary, Miguel Cardona, testifying in front of the House of Representatives today and uh, was asked, hey, are you aware of efforts to influence U.S. education by the Chinese Communist Party? Uh, he replied, no, sir. Are you familiar with the Confucius Institutes? I don't have information on the Confucius Institutes, is what he said. He doesn't. He does. Secretary of Education. Doesn't doesn't know about these things that uh, several states and universities have actually started trying to distance themselves from because they're cutouts for Chinese spy operations. And he knows nothing about it. Nothing about it. You know, he can't define what a woman is either, by the way. You know, when when we when we hear the FBI saying they're opening up a new uh, espionage case against China every what it was something crazy. It's like every 10 minutes or less than that. I don't remember now. (laughs) Okay, a lot of that takes place at universities, at major research institutions, and it's not necessarily 007, you know, cloak and dagger kind of stuff. It's, hey, here's a grad student that is studying here from China, and uh, whoever her handlers are, 
back home or his handlers are back home and says, hey, send us some of the research that you're doing. Um, and this person says, well, that's a condition of my scholarship or whatever, and so sends it back. Not necessarily overtly uh, pernicious or anything like that, but this, but this person is actually taking part in a Chinese spy operation. And, yes. the, and the education secretary doesn't know that, but some doofus on the radio does. Correct. That's China. incredible. It is. It's been going on for a long time. You know, I know sometimes people think you're nuts when you say China has its tentacles into so many of our institutions. And most people have no idea it's going on. It's nuts, man. More on that in a second. What's the Whoopi Goldberg story? Oh, yeah. So the Tucker Carlson update that we've gotten that we're all supposed to be very, very scandalized by is a text message that he had sent uh, on January 7th of 2021, I believe, where he was talking about some Trump supporters beating the hell out of some Antifa kid and saying, yeah, well, that's it's dishonorable. That's not how white men fight or something like that. And and then like to gang up on one guy. Right. And then goes on to to say. You know, I found myself getting into a dark place. I'm paraphrasing here in where yeah. I'm, I'm taking joy out of watching this kid get beat up. And then Tucker Carlson, like many people have done, takes a step back and says, but that's not the right thing to do. I can't do that. I can't allow myself to get into that kind of dark place. Right. Um, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg on The View, ABC News, uh, was saying, well, obviously, talking about Antifa, that's racist. That's a dog whistle. <laughs> What? Yeah. Okay. I mean, people have said this before. If you look at this show like a comedy hour, it actually is hilarious, even though it's not supposed to be. I'm going to try to hear that through that sort of lens. Well, where are they? Because, you know, the they show people, up everywhere. There's protests they, well, they and up, rioting. But no, they don't come on television. But no, but there is no there is no person you can point to and say, oh, that person represents Antifa. Every time they see four black people, they think it's Antifa. No, it's- four black people, Antifa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, David called them the dirty white well, kids. Well, they are forever. the dirty white They kids. are, yeah. Antifa is the whitest terrorist organization since the KKK. Okay. It's, I agree with that. It's yeah. mostly dirty white kids. From, <laughs> of privilege. <laughs> of privilege, yes. And A lot of times. They're never on TV. Dude, I've seen multiple interviews with people representing Antifa on local news interviews in Portland, in Seattle, in yeah. Minneapolis. I mean, yes, they do go on TV. What are you talking about? And nobody thinks I would like to find one person who associates Antifa with black people. Whoopi. Yeah, aside from Whoopi Goldberg, I guess, because Antifa is very, very, very white. Listen, man, she's not going to get fired, Whoopi. I mean, she just says one stupid thing after another. I mean, you can keep the clock on it if you want. Okay, countdown to the next time Whoopi says something stupid. Well, it'll be on the next show. Yeah. It happens all the time. It's like the old Boston Celtics of terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. All right, it's that time of the show. We go around. Uh, we're always looking at different news stories out there. This might not be the biggest one that you saw, but it certainly caught your attention. So today, David, what's your story? Uh, today, well, I want to go back in the Wayback Machine a little bit. Okay. But I'll set the stage with recent developments. Of course, Teachers Union boss Randy Weingarten is out oh. there saying, hey, I was always in favor of reopening schools. I'm try- I was trying desperately to reopen schools. 
We all know that's not true. We have the receipts of this. But I want to play one particular clip as a flashback. Back in May of 2021, she was doing an interview on CNN, and this is where it really started to turn from legacy media, like saying, you know, school closures and mask mandates maybe didn't make a lot of sense. And, and, and so they started to finally challenge the assertion that there was only one way to handle this. Um, so she's doing this interview on CNN. John Berman is the interviewer, and he asked why the idea of keeping schools closed was still on the table because, after all, if you've got a lot of teachers who have been vaccinated, a lot of states, they got prioritized for this right. magnificent COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Why are you still saying it's not enough? Doesn't make any sense. Roll it. Why not tomorrow? I mean, literally, why not tomorrow? If, if 90% mm-hmm. of your teachers are vaccinated, if we know what we know now, why not just go back to school in person tomorrow? Well, frankly, 97% of the schools are open for in-person not learning. Not five days a week. Um, about... 60% of them are. The real key right now is that about two-thirds of our parents, particularly black and brown parents, don't trust it. Oh. So it's black people's fault well, that, that the schools are closed. Boy, that sounded a little racist. Pretty racist, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going by the less standards, yeah. definitely racist. Wow. Good memory on that one, David. Not bad. Well played. Yep. What do you got, Scott? Uh, the latest hectoring is now coming uh, from a group that wants to come after your landscaping equipment because it's murdering the planet. What? Gosh, yeah. So changes need to be enforced, and they need to be enforced right now. What changes? Well, regulators and regulation, uh, clean air advocates are increasingly eyeing the pollution emitted by small gasoline engines. All right. Are you getting a mow in my yard? Yes, mowing your lawn and blowing your leaves, sir. Yeah, I'm all about it. Good. Need- Someone tell my wife I'm done. We're not. We're just going to let her grow. <laughs> we're going to go old school. We're going to go hillbilly with it. Environmentalists right. are now saying using a commercial gas leaf blower or lawnmower for an hour produces emissions equal to driving from Denver to L.A. I know it looks like it needs mowed. I'm trying to do my part for the planet. You think taking guns away from people is a bad idea? Wait till you come for their riding lawnmowers. Yeah, <laughs> You're done. An hour is equal to, there's no way that's true. Well, no. There's David, no way that's true. David, they said it. No, that's not possible. That it caught, that it emits more carbon or something than driving from L.A. to Denver. That's not you're, possible. You're a leaf blower, sir. No. That's a lot. Well, they pull numbers out of their butt all the time. They say it because nobody checks on it. Nobody. Right. I mean, they, oh, okay. And by the way, I'm joking. I actually enjoy cutting the grass now. Well, As a kid, I hated it. It keeps you away from the the noise for a while. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's like an hour with your music. Yeah, you put tunes on. You don't on, get that as much lawn, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually And do you can look that. at something when you're done and go, I did that. You, you can. I mowed that lawn. Look at that. I don't know if I get that so much. Oh, I used to when I was mowing lawns, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I don't mow lawns anymore because I don't live anywhere where I, I have a lawn. Do you have a short list of accomplishments? What's going on? Very short list, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I think a lot of people get the satisfaction of, hey, that looks good. I got a bear badge, and that was the end of it there. <laughs> <laughs> I got one participation trophy for a science fair. That's the end of that. Anybody ever told you it looks like green velvet when you're done? Oh, the lawn? Yeah. Nah, no. Have they told you that? No. 
Anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, so you got goals. You can I'm shoot joking. For something no, I, yeah. yeah. Something, oh, it looks like green velvet. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Uh, my story today is uh, actually about a movie, um, a documentary that came out on Monday, and I hadn't heard about it. Civilization in the Danger Zone. What? Uh oh. Released under the nonprofit corporation Doc Emmett Productions, filmmaker Gloria Z. I'm like, okay, what's it all about? Well, there's a lot of people. You'll recognize voices in the trailer here. It sounds very interesting because we all know that the norms that we sort of grew up with, you take pride in, are being attacked at every level. And this is sound, sounding the alarm of that. So if you want, I can play you know, this trailer. It's a minute and a half or so. Stop it whenever you want to get feedback, see if this is something you would want to see. In our time, and in the United States of America, we are witnessing the greatest crime of identity theft in the history of the world. What does that mean? That's where we are now. We have come to think that the founding of America is an evil thing. I don't know that there's ever been a country in the history of the world that has set out to teach its children to hate their own country. Talking about the 1619 Project. Yeah. Wow. Well, yes. I don't know why you would do that or why anybody would think that that is going to end well. Americans have forgotten uh, the lessons that the creators of our civilization knew too well. That the human spirit can be barbaric, it can be cruel, it can be sadistic, it can strive for as much power as it can get. Well, I mean, you look at history, you know that. Mm -hmm. But it does seem like we've forgotten it. And certainly... A lot of people have no idea about Marxism and how it can come in different forms, well, just labeled something different. It's all funded under the banner of social justice now. Well, yes. It's a good thing. Right. Yes. It goes on. That's true of individuals. It is very much true of governments. The only way that we can develop our civilizations is if those who care about a particular culture, a particular set of social norms, a particular civilization, will keep it alive and make it flourish. You have to have civic education. You have to know what the Constitution is. You have to know what the famous songs or the famous dates or the famous people of your heritage. Democ By the way, did you recognize that oh, voice? Victor David Hansen. Yes. Who's the female voice? Heather McDonald. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Democracy is not biologically transmitted, and civilization is not biologically transmitted. It all depends on how you teach what you appreciate and who you are and how you came to be, and particularly to appreciate what is good in what you have. And I don't hear anybody talking about that. No, it's very difficult to get somebody to to say something positive about the United States of America because yeah. the left has done a very, very, very good job at making it almost a parody if you say that you love your country. And I made the point a few weeks ago, you know, there are some family members of mine who kind of laugh because I have an American flag hanging uh, outside of my house. And That's something, man. And the people who kind of chuckle at it, oh, that's just David, a couple of them have Ukrainian flags on their lawn. I'm like, oh, wait, whoa, 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 hold on a sec. That's <laughs> like, all the cool kids do. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's so ridiculous to me. Why is it that the American flag for so many people is supposed to be this eye-roll-inducing thing? The quality of life. I'm not saying America's perfect, and I hate that no. you have to put that uh, right. that asterisk in there anyway. But 
I mean, the when you look at the rapid increase in the quality of life, not just for people living in America, but all around the world, where the standard of living has been lifted up because of American innovation. It, that's just a fact. You cannot yes. actually argue against that point. And, but it's not being taught anywhere. No, it's not. Well, and we had the story yesterday of the restaurant where they played the national anthem. Yeah, and, this and the people that stood, what? how violent it was to her. And how scary it was. How, how she was so scared. There's a little bit more of the trailer, and then I'll be done. And so we now live in this paradoxical moment where we're obsessed with the future, but our cultures and civilizations are not building a future in the family. Um, and I think that is, you know, the greatest threat that we face. Yeah. When can I see this and where? It is out now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Civilization in the danger zone. Wow. Documentary. Good stuff. Yeah, man. I want to see the whole thing. Play more of it. I think that would be very cool. All right. Much more news to get to. Um, You know, the Hollywood writers are on strike. (laughs) Who noticed? But it's a big story. Oh, I know it's a lead story yeah, everywhere. Big, big yeah. story, and no, no, Jimmy Kimmel, Darn. no Stephen Colbert, no, no. Get to that in news update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So you know, uh, there's a writer strike going on. Did you see the Babylon Bee headline? By the way, I did not. Americans are in shock after late-night talk show hosts were forced to shut down amid a writer's strike, revealing the fact that late-night shows actually had writers. <laughs> yeah, I'd seen some, something, uh, some news article that said there was a writing team of 15 people. I'm like, really? Yes. For, like, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel or one of these guys? Really? You got 15 people? Dude, that, it is. Uh, it, yeah. Doing what? I know, man. Really? You couldn't get by with three? Anyway. I mean, you could write Trump sucks jokes till the end of time. You know. They're not that good. Now, I suppose if they're not just writing the monologue, they're writing the other wacky bits, maybe. Whatever. It's not my thing. Wait, what? The people write this stuff? But Jimmy Fallon said he would support the writers. You know, he was at the Met Gala the other night. God. Uh... But now one of his own employees said, hey, Jimmy's not putting his money where his mouth is. Sarah Kobos is the senior photo research coordinator on The Tonight Show. Yesterday she tweeted, he wasn't even at the meeting this morning to tell us we won't get paid after this week. And she said, Jimmy Fallon, please support your staff. Had fun bowling with you last week, but a fun party won't pay my rent. Hmm. So you think that's a bad look there for Jimmy Fallon? I mean, it just depends on who you're. So, I, is is he in charge of any of the negotiations? I would say no. Then uh, what does it matter? A couple of these guys are actually members. Yeah, like Seth yeah. Meyers is. But yeah, yeah. If he's not a part of it, if he doesn't get a say one way or the other, then I think it's a worse look, honestly, for the writer. Throwing throwing your guy under the bus like that? No, I know. I don't think a lot of these people understand optics, and people. <laughs> that are driving to their job every day. Look just at the jokes they're writing. Put Come it on, man. that way. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, as always, a lot going on. Uh, you mentioned earlier, David, the person here illegally deported several times, murdered five people. He was arrested yesterday. Yeah, he was arrested uh, yesterday afternoon. He was uh, hiding out in a laundry closet at a home in Conroe, Texas. Like 11 miles from the shooting. Yeah, apparently a lot of other people are going to be uh, uh, arrested and charged or already have been arrested. I guess his wife has been arrested in Montgomery County. Uh, and so, yeah, what that, that's the update, the long and short of it. Senator Ted Cruz says that this guy needs to be executed. And I completely agree that this particular individual no longer gets to walk among us. I'm cool with that. What was it that NBC tweeted out? A Texas man? Yeah, NBC News described yeah. him as a Texas man. No, he's a Mexican national living in <laughs> Texas illegally. I, you throw That's... your hands in the air. You just, I, seriously. I know. I'll just be over here banging my head against the wall. This <laughs> world we live in. Texas man. It's so misleading, dude. Gosh, dang. Well, I'm watching, you know, NBC and the Today Show. Uh, usually watch at least the opening segment of that in Good Morning America to see what legacy media is covering and how they're covering it. And so there's a big Tucker Carlson update. You talked about it earlier, David. Uh, oh, these text messages. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the failing New York Times got its hands on a text message that Tucker Carlson had sent in January of 2021 uh, talking about how he had seen video of a few Trump supporters beating up uh, an Antifa bro and then saying, yeah, it's dishonorable, and the thing that they're freaking out about is because he said that's not how white men fight. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, also, they're leaving people with the impression that he was in favor of that mob beating the kid to death, where actually, if you read the entire text that he sent, it was about how charged politics have ta or can take you to a place that you don't want to be which would be the opposite, actually, of how they're presenting it, which basically say, I, you know, there was an alarm bell that went off in my mind that said, wait a minute, this is somebody's kid. Somebody probably loves that kid uh, right. and would be devastated if he were killed. So as I'm watching the NBC coverage of this, they at least mention the part where Tucker says, and then it went through my head, wow, I, this is something I don't want to be, right? Right. But then as they go on in the story, Stephanie Gosk, and she's adding to it. Video of some behind-the-scenes comments from Carlson have also surfaced since Fox settled its lawsuit with Dominion. Left-leaning group Media Matters posting a video appearing to show Carlson chatting with host Piers Morgan before an interview. If we're going to talk about sex, I'd love to hit some of the fine points of technique. <laughs> Previously, the New York Times right, reported... Let's stop there for a, a second. Let's stop there oh. for a second. Okay, so I think what they're trying to leave the viewer with is, was this some sort of perverted person? What was he talking about? Yeah. Okay, so as far as the context goes, Tucker is going to appear on Pierce Morgan's show, and I think it was for the first time. And so it's before it actually airs, so it's sort of off camera, 
but someone has the feed going, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's taken from. And they're just like exchanging pleasantries. It's it's totally a joke if you want to hear the context. Everyone in this company is thrilled Talking that you're Fox. doing this. I've gotten more calls from people about it. Oh, that's great. Whatever I've got to say, I, I, when I came to um, New York a couple of weeks ago, I couldn't believe how welcoming and friendly everybody was. It was fantastic. I loved it. Okay, so they're going back Yeah, they, they really mean it from the owners on down. <laughs> Wish he had that one back. Anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> so it's going back and forth, just friendly. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. It's, uh, it's yeah, I bet that doesn't change. Of course. Yeah. It's just great to of have course. you on my show. I mean, I've been on yours enough times. It's great. I think it's totally cool. So let's, um, is, if we're going to talk about sex, I'd love to hit some of the fine points of technique. <laughs> But, you know, but it's your show. It's totally up to you. We can certainly talk about your sexual technique, especially after your tanning testicles last week. <laughs> Not mine. Uh, we'll, we'll speak in more general terms, but I've got something to add. <laughs> so I remember when the whole tanning testicles thing was in the news. Yeah. That, that's the reference there. Yeah. Obviously, he's joking. Of course. Yeah. That's what people do. Well, I, I, uh, I'm also kind of flabbergasted at how that is supposed to be completely out of bounds, it's scandalous, and then you look elsewhere in our culture, and the same people will tell you it is absolutely essential to have grown men dress up like women wearing lingerie <laughs> and gyrating in front of children at libraries. Not right. only that, but tanning testicles versus cutting them off. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No problem there. All right, back to the Today Show and the coverage. Roll it. Previously, the New York Times reported it had obtained a video of Carlson discussing his, quote, postmenopausal fans and referring. OK. Now, that was leaked out because it's like, oh, my gosh, that's going to separate Tucker from his audience. That's right. Because sometimes you have older people watching and older ladies watching. What did he mean by that? Well, in context, here is that whole clip. Well, I feel great. You know, I can never I can never assess my appearance. I wait for my postmenopausal fans to weigh in on that. My IFB. What? They want to control me from afar? Okay, I'm putting the leash on. You, you can. <laughs> F it. We'll do it live. <laughs> I got you, baby. So. And that, is that that offensive to anybody? I haven't heard anyone offended by that. No. That's somebody that's basically off camera, getting ready. I don't know what my appearance is. Whatever, I'll wait and see. And then it almost sounded like a, a take off the old Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. I, I think it Flip actually it. Oh, it was. was. Yeah. yeah I Didn't you think so? Absolutely. Yeah. It, we'll do it live. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It's like everything they're releasing, and you've said this too, David, that's trying to destroy Tucker makes me like him more. Yeah, yeah it's like, I, and I, I'll just say this, uh, of the three of us, I probably like Tucker Carlson the least. Yeah, this is fair. making me like him. <laughs> Here's the last part of the Today Show. Roll it. And referring to a woman as, quote, yummy. A representative for Mr. Carlson told the New York Times he had no comment about the alleged text message. NBC News has reached out to Fox and to Carlson's lawyer overnight, but the text message report and the leaked video, and we've not heard back about either of those two. Okay. So it referred to a woman as yummy. Gosh. Okay. Again, the context of that. Yeah. Roll the whole clip. Okay. I'm not, you know what? I'm not qualified on that score, I will say. I thought his girlfriend was kind of yummy. 
Just kidding. Just kidding. Cases being pulled off the bird. Yeah, the bird. Hey, media matters for America. Go f yourself. That's the first thing I want to say tonight. Second thing is, totally kidding. I don't even know what his girlfriend looks like. And if I did, I would not find her yummy. Oh, shit, yeah. It's so dishonest well, it's so what dumb. NBC does. Yeah, I mean, it, it really, so they should look at themselves in the mirror and be disgusted with themselves. Yeah. But they're not. No. They just outright lie to people. Golly. Okay. So that's that. Um, David, you have a story about the United States paying to teach teach transgender women makeup entrepreneurs in Nepal. Yeah, there's okay, a lot. Okay, of... is this the Babylon Bee? No, it's, it's not, actually. <laughs> no, <laughs> this can't be freaking real. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, random stuff in the U.S. budget, and, you know, we're like trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. And you just have to wonder, can somebody go through and find all of these little things that add up to a lot of money and just sort of cut this out. It's not really all that necessary, is it? So this is a grant. It's only, only relative to the federal budget and spending is obviously a drop in the bucket, $2,300. But the grant was, and I quote, to provide financial support to conduct English language classes to professional transgender women makeup entrepreneurs in Nepal. That's what your tax dollars are going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's insanity. Of course. Oh, my. Jules, if you give that Nimrod $1,500 <laughs> or whatever it is, what? that's crazy. What? What? Are, 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 are we also training them to kill terrorists or something? I mean, are we going to send the, uh, uh, let me see, the professional transgender wa uh, women makeup entrepreneurs from Nepal to, you know, somewhere to take out the next Osama bin Laden or something? I, I don't know. Is it just Nepal? Are we doing this for other countries, too? The transgender women makeup entrepreneurs? Or is it just there? Because as, it, as it's been said, that's pretty specific. That's very specific. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's a hell of a fighting force, I'm guessing. It's like, what, all two of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. By the way, speaking of just spending money, the climate envoy, John Kerry... Where, where does this money go? They won't tell anybody. Have you seen this story? If you want to get ticked oh, yeah. off about government spending, this is maddening. And then the story of the Oregon Secretary of State resigning after the money she was taking consulting a marijuana dispensary. you got to hear the details on this. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. David, you came through news before you were on this show. Scott and I were spinning while you were doing Top 40, Scott. I was doing rock radio. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I'm guessing, you know, coming up through news, mm -hmm. part of the appeal was you got to check power, right? Speak truth to power. I mean, there was a point in time where you believed in that crap, right? Yeah, I, I think so. You were you were told that, and then suddenly you realized that the uh, green-haired professor was actually a lefty loon, and you're like, oh, geez, this is a bad industry. Yeah. But the thought is still there. Like, you yeah. need to check power for crying sure. out loud. Yeah. And to that, I saw this at Real Clear Investigations. Climate envoy John Kerry's jet set spending is getting plenty of cloud cover. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Well, he's all over the place. As it says in the story, he's got this life that might exhaust a runaway, runaway, a runway model. 
Okay, he's all over the world. Brazil, Panama, the Bahamas, Germany. Okay, that was just February and March. So he talks about these meetings and appearances around the world. He's trying to save the planet. It's about clean energy. You know that. Because he's been asked before, hey, aren't you contributing? I mean, you're flying private all the time. You've taken up a lot of the energy. You remember what he said? Of course. It's the only choice for somebody like me who is mm. traveling the world to win this battle. Mm. Uh, I negotiated the Paris Accords uh, for the United States. I've been involved in this fight for years. I negotiated with President Xi to bring President Xi to the table so we could get Paris. And uh, I believe... Well, and you, you notice how clean China is now. That's That's right. cleaner. It's a great job, John. I brought him to the table. <laughs> it's really something, man, you know? You're getting it right from the horse's mouth. Anyway. Uh, hey, John, why the long face? So... They will not give anybody details about the spending for this envoy. <sighs> and the thing is, what exactly is he doing? We don't know. That's a great question. Okay, so the State Department will not give any details on the people he's meeting with, who is advising him. Um, his office has stonewalled requests for budget and staffing information from legislators and government watchdog groups. So Real Clear Investigations goes after the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act. They do the request for a breakdown on how Kerry's envoy spends $16.5 million. How did, what's being done? I uh, said, well, we can't comply with that request until April 2025. Sorry. That'd be after the next election, mm -hmm. by the way. And so then James Comer... You know, the oversight committee. It's like, hey, no, we we need to know this stuff. Because he just flat out said, John Kerry continues to negotiate deals with foreign governments, including the Chinese Communist Party, that potentially undermine the United States' interests. Like, what kind of deals are we making with China through him? We, we don't have any idea. It's just maddening. Trying to save the planet. Teresa mm -hmm. and I. I'm actually I can't do the John Kerry. John Kerry just turned into Forrest Gump for me. A little bit, yeah. Well, there's there's a hint of Gumpy in there. It's more. <laughs> I gotta work on this. It's more. <laughs> what's the rest of the clip? Hang on. So what I'm doing almost full time yeah. is working to win the battle with climate battle. change. Yeah. And in the end, uh, if I offset and contribute my life to do this, uh, I'm not going to be put on the defensive. Mm. He offsets. You want long. me on that private plane. You need me on that <laughs> private plane. <laughs> this, this jackass. Guy. He is. Speaking of corruption, saw this at Daily Wire about the Oregon Secretary of State resigning. Why? Well, uh, this is the story of Shamia Fagan. Announced in a press release she would resign effective May 8th, uh, reportedly receiving $10,000 a month in consulting fees Whoa. for one of the state's largest marijuana dispensaries. You must be pretty good at your job to get a ten grand a month consulting fee. What well, you consult them to do or have some of the levers of power. Oh, on that, according to Willamette Week, they can confirm that she had accepted a consulting contract with Lamota, one of the largest marijuana dispensary chains in the state. Um, they're in some legal trouble, um, no doubt about that. But uh, Fagan again, ten grand with $30,000 bonuses for each license she helped Lamota secure outside Oregon. 
Oh, so you can control this stuff because uh-huh. you're ahead of all of it. Yep. Wow. So that figure totals about 120 grand, which is more than her state salary of $77,000. Yeah, Hunter Biden laughs at you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that contract between Shamia Fagan and the dispensary, you know when it was supposed to end? When? That contract had no end date. Ah. Oh, open it. We can just okay. keep this rolling. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, man. I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that this stuff happens all the time. But again, that's why you need people checking into this stuff all the time, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a lighter note, you know, Mother's Day's coming up. Guess how many moms think they are, quote, the best mom in the world? All of them. It's 73%. Oh, yeah. Well, how, who are we to declare that moms... Okay, how many dads think they're the best dad in the world? Just asking. I would say for moms and dads, if you're there in your kid's life and you're doing your best, then to that kid, you are the best in the world. Well, if your best is, I think he he really is a girl, then you suck. Right. Yeah. (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, biggest story of the day is what, David? Well, now this is the breaking and rolling story, an active shooting incident in Atlanta. They put out photos of the suspect at this point. Uh, They said this happened, if you're familiar with the uh, uh, Atlanta area, they said it was on West Peachtree Street between 12th and 13th. Uh, Multiple people injured, no suspect in custody. They put out pictures uh, as Ebola is out. For this guy. So still waiting for more information, but that is a big developing story right now. Okay. And much more to get to. Um, Otto, did you see uh, Nordstrom's closing their stores in San Francisco? Yeah. Huh. Do you know why? That. I wonder. Yeah. Three guesses. First two don't, don't count. count. Right. All ahead, ready. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, you have any updates to get to before we move on, David? Well, the Atlanta Police Department uh, is now uh, still all, they're still dealing with an active shooting incident at apparently a medical office building associated with a hospital in Atlanta. It says an urgent care center. Urgent care center. Mm-hmm. And Fox News is reporting now, I guess, that one person has been killed. Okay. So three were injured. A fourth person has been uh, pronounced deceased at the scene. And they're looking for the suspect right now or any other victims. Oh, man. You know, we know what we're going to get. And it's going to be talk about... Uh, this is the how many mass shootings so far through four months in yeah. 2023. And, of course, loss of life today is tragic. It goes without saying. I don't think we're going to get an update on the manifesto of the trans person from Nashville anytime soon. No, the Metro Police Department actually just announced today that due to pending litigation, they have been advised by their attorneys to not release it uh, in accordance with the uh, Freedom of Information Act. And why do they not want it to come out? Because every other manifesto has come out from a mass shooter. I mean, at at least some of the the answer or whatever. But, yeah, we know the answers because in the case of Nashville, it was a 
uh, mentally ill trans terrorist. Yes. And then you had the shooting in Kentucky. And, boy, not much follow-up on that because that was supposedly, and I want to phrase it the right way, a guy that wanted to make a point about guns being bad. Yes. In his own And words. was mentally disturbed. Yeah. What's the pending litigation? I think it has to do with loss, a lawsuit about releasing it, actually. So okay. they're, they're waiting to see what the lawyers say. Hmm. Okay. By the way, I saw this story, Daily Wire. Um, speaking of weapons, in the last three years alone, the IRS has dropped $10 million on weapons, ammo, and tactical gear. Yeah. Yeah, why, why do you need an AR-15, they ask? Well, the IRS says, uh, well, sometimes you could be in life-threatening situations. You know, you could be coming up against, you know, mobsters and things like that and people in gangs. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the IRS is asking that applicants be willing to carry a firearm, must be prepared to protect him or herself or others from physical attacks at any time and without warning, and use firearms in life-threatening situations must be willing to use force up to and include the use of deadly force. See, you deal with organized crime, drug trafficking, you, you just never know. You well, got to be able to protect yourself. Now, common citizen. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Weapons of war. Have you seen that, this has been... That Crips accountant, by the way, didn't do a lot of withholding, apparently, either. No, yeah. When he was paying off everybody. You have, know, so. have you seen more and more... Uh, gun shop owners or gun manufacturers refusing to uh, enter into contracts with government entities? No, Police forces. what's the story? Well, th this has been going on for a little while. There was one major manufacturer that did it a few years ago, but they basically put out the call, no, we are not going to supply uh, your outfit with weapons that we could not sell to a citizen. That's that's not we're not willing to do that. Uh, Phoenix Ammunition uh, put out an email that they had sent to. Uh, I don't think they said which which law enforcement agency it was, but said, no, we're not going to be supplying uh, you with with our products because uh, we think that you're going to use them to crack down on unconstitutional red flag laws. And <laughs> so are there are a lot of people putting their money where their mouth is. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, update, David, on San Francisco. Another store closing? What? Yeah, Nordstrom is planning to close both of its downtown San Francisco stores, choosing not to renew its lease obligations at its location in the Westfield Mall. It will also close a second nearby downtown Nordstrom rack. And why is that? Well, <laughs> it's because crime and drug abuse. Yeah, I mean, they're moving a lot of product. They're just not <laughs> receiving anything for it. Right, exactly. Yeah, somebody yeah. is selling it around yeah. the corner on the That's street. That's a problem, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and here you go. You know, th this is now 20 retailers that have closed down in Union Square in that area since 2020. And it's always the same thing. It's like, well, you know, people are shooting up heroin in the bathrooms or, or just, like, out in the street. People have popped up tents and whatnot. We're getting ripped off constantly. It's not worth doing business anymore, which makes it infuriating to turn around and read editorials like what, were, what was published down the road in the, new, in the L.A. Times that said, don't let the right-wing hysteria machine tell you. It's right. fine. There is no crime crisis. It's always the angle. 
How about just what's right? Yeah. Do what's right. People have lost that. You know, they want us to accommodate all these people with the restroom thing. Maybe just do men, women, and then put a hypodermic needle on one where they can all just go in there and <laughs> yeah. shoot up so they're not messing around with the other ones, you right. know? Wow, that's interesting. Um, oh, big lawsuit. Ed Sheeran says his career is over. He's going to quit if he loses his copyright infringement case. Promise. That, well, that's what he said. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know that much about Ed Sheeran other than he's incredibly popular. I've, you know, I've heard the hits. I mean, do I quite get the popularity? I honestly don't. Yeah, it's not, I, and it, it's, I, it, I, it's not for us. Yeah. But I mean, it's selling out stadiums. Oh, yeah. I remember when I first learned that, I'm like, really? Yeah. So then the question is, well, did he rip off Marvin Gaye? And let's get it on. Sounds like it. You know, I've heard a mashup of it, and man, it really does. It does yeah. mesh very well. Okay. Do you want to hear, like, each one individually first? And then the mashup? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think so. I think we have a clip of the Ed Sheeran. It's thinking out loud. Roll it. Go ahead. No, you need it in stereo, man. So, honey, now. Yeah, I can hear it right now. Take me into your loving arms. Kiss me under the light of a thousand stars. You know what? I don't even know if we need to hear the Marvin Gaye solo. Just do the mashup. Mm -hmm. Just roll it. I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back this feeling for so long. Okay, hold on a second. So the big deal is Ed Sheeran sings on the different beat. Yeah. Is is what the only difference? Pretty much. Yeah, it's very, very structure's the same, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, mm-hmm. the chord structure is the same. Okay. Okay, so different beat, chorus and bridge similar, same music stop. Wow. Like I feel, baby. Then come on. Oh, come on. Woo. Darling, I will Ah. Where do you think this one's going to go? I don't know. I, I thought that, what was the band Taurus or whatever with uh, the, their lawsuit against Led Zeppelin for... Uh, that was Spirit. Spirit, sorry. The song Taurus. The song was called Taurus. That was, yes. I mean, Led Zeppelin ripped them off. Whoa. But, I, but a court no, said they did law. So, yeah, the, the court ruled in favor of the mighty Zepp. So, you know, I maybe, maybe they will. Was it Robin Thicke that lost on the Marvin yeah, Gaye thing too? For, yes. Sexual healing, was that it? No, well, it I'm was trying a, to think of what song it was, but I think it was a different song, but yeah, that blurred was lines. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was blurred lines, but I don't remember what the Marvin Gaye tune was. I can bring it up. He lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he went to court and lost. That was oh, that the end was, of his career. That was like by the way. It was got to give it up. Got to give it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um well, the Spirit Taurus, if you know, for Stairway, I mean. I mean. But you see, David, you just take a couple of the notes within the right. chord structure and you change them around. Yes. That's all it takes. 
Or vanilla ice going mine's boom 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 <laughs> theirs is more boom 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 but mine's boom 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 <laughs> good stuff I don't know man it would it would seem to me that Ed Sheeran is uh, in some in some trouble there he might be yeah but then no. isn't part of his defense that he ripped off a different song is it really to do that song yeah yeah he said actually i got i don't remember what band it was but he said actually i got my inspiration from this other band and this other the estate of this other artist is going to be like well really interesting you're gonna get in on some of that ed sheeran money yeah you know i just put it this way known a few people that were in you know not talking about superstar bands but bands that had say gold records beyond and they would talk about inspirations you know for songs and yeah when they would tell you yeah i was listening to this at the time this is how we changed the chord structure of it because if you go back and listen to that other band's song you'll hear it and you're like oh my gosh i would never have known it if i wasn't alerted to it but there is one thing about taking inspiration and then creating your own and just saying well let's change like a little bitty thing here and there you know it was like the chili peppers and tom petty yeah danny california yeah, stuff like that. Right. You know, anyway. Um, one other thing, this is, I guess, sort of Hollywood news, but I just look at it as <laughs> news that affects all of us in some sort of way. And I thought this was refreshing. Woody Harrelson, in an interview, just sort of refused to be canceled. Like, he just doesn't care. And I certainly don't agree with Woody Harrelson politically on a ton. But I like the fact that, you know, when he had the big controversy of making the joke on Saturday Night Live about vaccines. Yep. And people were telling him, oh, man, you, you could be in some trouble here, you know, making that joke. So you not a fan of the vaccines. He just said, I, I don't care. Doesn't change my life one bit. If the mainstream media wants to have a go at you, I don't care. My life's still wonderful. Yeah. No. Who cares? That's so freeing, man. Well, again, it only uh, the the woke mob cracking down on you only works if you choose to consent to it. And, yes, and if he would have chose to, like, I'm so sorry, I yeah. apologize. They they would have just kept piling on. Exactly. Oh, you can't apologize enough. There's no such thing. No. No, not at all. So, eh, good for Woody. All right, much more to get to, um, including. <laughs> Uh, you know, the other day we had the Jeffrey Epstein private documents, a lot of stuff that we didn't know before. There's another drop of those. Gee whiz, man. There are a lot of people involved with Jeffrey Epstein. That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Uh, no. You don't think so? No. There are many people. Neither is anybody camp. else. Seriously. Okay, so I see this in the Wall Street Journal today. It's uh, part two, the Jeffrey Epstein documents. And it talks about these documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal includes thousands of pages of emails and schedules from 2013 to 2017, providing new details about the nature and frequency of Epstein's contacts with an array of powerful people long after he was a registered sex offender. He had pleaded guilty in 2008 to soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitutions or prostitution 
Um, so this story starts with the story of Larry Summers. He wanted a million dollars to fund an online poetry project his wife was developing. Uh-huh. So this guy, the former Treasury Secretary and one-time Harvard University president, uh-huh. turned to Jeffrey Epstein. Saying, I yep. need small-scale philanthropy advice. My life would be better if I raise a million dollars for Lisa wife mostly it will go to make it a pbs series and for teacher training any ideas and then the meetings start happening okay interesting so it goes on to tell story that mr summers later deeply regretted being in contact with epstein after his conviction wait a second that was after his conviction yeah hmm Regrets accepting the funding from Epstein, all this stuff. But you're looking then at all these different people. Reed Hoffman, billionaire venture capitalist and LinkedIn co-founder, visited Epstein's private island in the Caribbean, was scheduled to stay over at his Manhattan townhouse in 2014. What was going on at that townhouse all the time? Oh, they were talking business. Yeah. yeah strategies. And... Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I thought all the underage girls were there, too. Yeah, it was also rape well... was happening there. Yeah. Woody Allen. Really? Oh, wow. The Oscar-winning movie director attended dozens of dinners with his wife, Soon Yi Previn, at Epstein's yeah. mansion you, and invited Epstein to film screenings. It's, you know, you're, you're in weird company when actually the most normal thing about Woody Allen is that he married his adoptive daughter. Yes. And that's not very normal, is it? Hmm. It's bonkers. It was bonkers at the time. Uh, let's see. Leon Black, billionaire, co-founder of private equity giant Apollo Global Management, scheduled more than 100 meetings with Epstein from 2013 to 2017. Gosh, damn. How much business could be going on? 100 meetings, you say? Whew. Well, it, Mr. Hoffman said he met with Epstein to raise funds for the Massachusetts Institute of Technology for MIT, you know. He regrets interacting with Epstein after his conviction. Of course he does. And it just goes on down there from that, all these different people. And it's interesting how there was so much blackmail, we were told, that Epstein had on people, but it's never seen any light of day. 100 meetings to talk about funding for MIT. Crazy. Oh, I've got a different story about AI. This is going to scare the crap out of you, just so you know. A person online shared her uh, terrible story. Someone trying to scam her grandfather that used her brother's voice with AI. Oh, she God. Tells the story. I've been crying for the past two hours because I thought my little brother was dead. Somebody out there used an AI machine to trick my grandpa into thinking my little brother got in a wreck and died. He mimicked my brother's voice and said, oh, I'm about to get in a wreck, and then the phone went off. My grandpa called me and told me this, and I immediately thought my brother was dead. Dude, this thing is getting out of control already. What's it going to be like in six months? I think Elon Musk was right. we got to put the brakes on fast. This is the Mark Levin Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. News update. 
David Van Camp. Well, I think it's uh, good news to note that the uh, illegal immigrant who murdered five people has been arrested and several other people apparently associated with them are probably going to be facing some sort of charge or some sort of charges uh, in the near future. So that is the the good news update. The uh, bad news that has been developing today is what's happening in Atlanta where a gunman walked into a medical office building. They said it was an urgent care on site. Yep. Uh, and he shot four people. One of them has died. And so uh, at last check, the cops were still looking for the dude. Looking at what video right now, it's people in scrubs coming out of there. Yeah. yeah. And one lady's walking, but people are kind of holding her up as she walks along. Yeah, it's awful news jeez by the way the first story you're talking about just to clarify nbc news called him a texas man yeah not an illegal alien no, he is an illegal alien i know who happened to be living in texas but NBC how do you do news, that well because I mean, they're liars I mean, how, do you, how do you do that they're liars who lie that's I mean, it's just that's what liars do insane yes um, also had news today, Russia claiming someone tried to kill Vladimir Putin. Yeah, they said there was an attempted drone strike uh, at the Kremlin uh, over the uh, residence where Vladimir Putin would have been uh, staying, although he wasn't there at the time. So I, was I, riding horses shirtless. Yeah, right. I, I don't know what to make of all of this, because, again, like we've been talking about with everything with Russia and Ukraine, because Russia's claiming that it's Ukraine. Ukraine's saying, no, we're not. We didn't do it. There is so much disinformation put out there that it's hard for anybody really to make sense of what's going on. I mean, my first gut reaction was, oh, this is probably a false flag because nothing was really damaged. They just blew something out of the sky. Um, so I, I, that Russia is using it to to justify whatever is next with Ukraine. Maybe that's not the case. That was just my initial reaction when I saw the story. Because Vladimir Putin wasn't there, and it just doesn't make any sense to me that you would go through the trouble of planning a drone strike on the president's residence, but not have the intelligence as to whether or not he was actually there at the time. That doesn't make sense to me. Agreed. Well, and to your point, where you never know exactly what's going on, yeah. we know what we were being told by our own government as far as the status of the war in our media. And then as soon as the kids started leaking stuff through a video game, you know, site, right. which was a huge story for, you know, what, 10 days? All of a sudden, that told a completely different story of what's happening in Ukraine, and it did not look good. Like, we were being lied to of how well Ukraine was doing against Russia. It's like, oh, no, it, not good at all. So, yeah, you're not quite sure what's true and what's not no. with so many different things. I mentioned a little while ago, we went through parts of it. It was a follow-up story, story, Wall Street Journal, talking about Jeffrey Epstein and these documents that kept his schedule from 2013 to 2017 and all these big names, powerful people that hung out with this guy constantly. Okay. <laughs> he was already a sex offender. Mm-hmm. Knew that. Oh, you're just getting some advice financially. Really? There's no one else. Just happens to be the guy that, well, traffics these young girls. They're always at the place in Manhattan or on Orgy Island, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So 
People have talked about Jeffrey Epstein in a number of different ways over the years saying, oh, no, I don't think the guy committed suicide. I think he was killed. And there was going to be an investigation then, nah, not so much, and you, then you never hear about it again. Yep. And you probably figure we'll never know the truth. Okay, so earlier today, as I was looking for a piece of audio that was supposedly leaked about Tucker Carlson from Media Matters, I came across, and this was you know over a month ago, that Tucker was on the Full Send podcast, okay? I had not heard this clip of the interview where Tucker was talking about how he's convinced that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered and then lays it out. And it's to me, it was fascinating just to hear him because he's not a dumb guy and he's not going to say something on a podcast that's just going to get him sued. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'll just roll part of this and get your thoughts. See what you think. Roll it. We know that he was murdered. <laughs> he was murdered in the special housing unit of federal lockup in Manhattan. How so, do we know he was murdered? Oh, well, look into it, dude. We did a whole segment on it on my show. Nobody cared. Um, I'm going to watch it after. You should. It's un- it's beyond belief. And I'm very skeptical of any kind of conspiracy theory or whatever. Why don't more people go after this, though? We know that well, he... By the way, I remember when he did the bit on the show. I was certainly interested. Yeah. I-, I thought it was fascinating. But anyway. We know that he was murdered because, well, for one thing, I, a friend of mine is one of the people who last talked to him on the phone the day he was killed. And he had a expectation of a bail hearing in two days. He thought he was getting out. He was not despondent at all. I talked to his lawyer, told me the same thing. They moved someone out of his cell. They put two people, one of whom was not even a full-time prison guard, on duty. Did you know that part? Not even a full-time prison guard on duty? Well, it's, weren't they like playing solitaire or something or then falling asleep know that, on, on duty? Yeah, yeah I, that, but I, I didn't yeah. know never it was heard not that. a full-time person. I'd it was never just heard some, that. Some part-timer? Yes. Some some temp, of this stuff they is... called the temp agency to get a guard for him? <laughs> <laughs> well, parts of it, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that part. And other details he gives, I'm like, I don't think I ever knew that. And that was one of those. Anyway, yeah. None of the cameras trained on the cell worked. They were all out of it that night. <laughs> they... I do remember that coinky-dink. Yeah. 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 They locked the front of the special housing unit that had eight cells in it, but then they opened all the cells inside. I didn't know that either. No. Did you? Nope. Did I you remember David? that being part of the story, yeah. Okay. Well, you're talking about ADD and memory guy here, <laughs> yeah, so right. help us. <laughs> Struggle. All right, go ahead. So who was it? So I asked a really simple question the Bureau of Prisons. Who were the other? So there are eight cells, 16, minus his cell because he was alone. So that means there are 14 other inmates there that night. What are their names? Where'd they go? Some of them were transferred out right after. Who were these people? Can't tell you that. Really? You can't tell me that? Well, on the basis of what? Because some inmate at a federal prison's privacy concerns, like Trump telling, what are you even talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Got to protect the rights of the inmate. I've often wondered that, though. Somebody had to have seen this. Yes. You know? You would think. How much dough did they get? And when the door was opened up and well, said, okay, you can go now. It's You don't have to pay anybody anything. You just say, hey, look, you talk. <laughs> we, you watched us strangle the guy while he was in custody, right? Okay, keep your mouth shut. You understand how this works. Yeah. And this doesn't even get into the doctor and the bones and all that stuff. Yeah. This hey, is just wait. the rest of it. Go ahead. Okay. Meanwhile... The Attorney General of the United States, under Trump, Bill Barr, issues a statement being like, no, you know, it's totally... Bill Barr lied. Okay, here's when it gets even better. 
Because Bill Barr could sue him. Well, sure. He hasn't. There's no question that Bill Barr we clearly suspected Epstein was murdered, but stopped the investigation into it. I went and read Bill Barr's book in which he explains all this, and it's like complete bullshit <laughs> and transparent bullshit. So I have no idea why the Attorney General of the United States would be lying about this, but there's literally no question that he did. I know him. So we, Bill Barr is a super nice guy. We reach out to Bill Barr like, hey, why don't you come on and explain why you lied about Jeffrey Epstein's death? Uh, no. <laughs> That's the end of the clip. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm more convinced than ever. Well, yeah, because, well, maybe, maybe now that the uh, former Queen of England is deceased, some people will be more willing to speak about who ordered the hit. Because you thought it came from the royal family. Absolutely it did. Yeah. I think it's too many powerful people in the United States. Because they could really control it. Yeah, we can't have this getting out. All this Jeffrey Epstein stuff. And as far as his hours and hours and hours of blackmail, we'll never see it. There's some political people who are really good at this, too. Yes. One former president and his wife seem to be a lot of disappearing <laughs> going on there all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I, I think of the same clip every time you say something like that, or I think of it. I just love solving problems. <laughs> oh, Bill had a problem. Got a little problem. Yeah, what are you going to do? Okay, moving on. I uh, got a montage for us, David. Yeah, so we, we, we scratched the surface of this a little bit yesterday, but I want to go back to it now. Uh, teachers Union boss Randy Weingarten, she's out there saying now, oh, I was always in favor of reopening schools. That was pushing. I was moving heaven and earth to reopen schools. Of course. We all know that's not true. Uh, Tom Elliott with Grabian Media put together a nice montage of her past statements. Now, I've had to whittle this down to 30 seconds because his supercut is more than six minutes long. We don't have that time. (laughs) So uh, the clips highlighted here are dated as such in order. July 2020, August of 2020. February 2021, March 2021, and then finally December of 2021. Roll it. Just because Donald Trump wants to take a risk with people who go to bars or beaches, those of us who have spent our life teaching kids are not going to take a risk. There's a huge difference between working in Walmart and working in a school. (laughs) What does full school opening mean? And I just hope this is not a rush I'm surprised to hear you think that this is a rush. Everybody yearns for normalcy. You're not going to have normalcy in the middle of an Omicron um, tsunami. (laughs) Bad people, man. Uh Uh-huh. That wasn't me. I didn't want to keep schools closed. I didn't argue for that at all. Bad people. I can see your head about to explode, Scott. I'm going to give you something on a lighter note. Uh, I just saw her when she was giving the testimony. She got very animated. Mm-hmm. I wanted those schools open. Oh, ah! yeah. Those who... Safely. Too loudly. Yes. You did mention, though, she looked hot when she did it. No, I didn't that's say a, that. I thought that's no, what you no. said. Maybe I was mistaken. No, no, no. Okay. That was a dream. A bad dream, by okay. the way. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> do you think if you order something online, like a salad, that sort of thing, that you actually get less food than if you show I never thought person? about it until I read this piece, but no, I had never thought about it. I've never done it. There was a dude, software engineer in Chicago, was like, hey, man, I think I'm getting smaller portions every time I order online. What's yeah. the deal? So he started measuring it from when he went in 
than when he ordered it online. Sure enough, you were getting less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People feel a little different when they're right, you know, with the customer in front I, of them. They're like, yeah, dip you in a little more there. I'll I'll tell you, man, it it wouldn't be beyond. I don't think it's anything necessarily nefarious, but I can tell you, having worked in the food industry, if someone's getting a to-go order, for example, where it's all wrapped up. You know, if they're sitting in the restaurant, maybe I make sure that they have, like, an abundance of French fries or something. But if they're going to be leaving, I'm probably not going to pay as much attention to that. Yeah. Not saying, like, oh, I'm going to screw this person over because what do I care? I'm working part-time, you know, whatever. I, yeah. I, well, in full disclosure, when it was some hottie in there, they got extra waffle fries. No, absolutely. You know they did, they did yeah. I mean, if she looked like Randy Weingarten, you're going to double up. Randy Feingarten. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Wow. All right. Words have never been spoken. Ilhan Omar has spoken. Yeah. David has the clip. Can't wait for it. That and a news update coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Ilhan Omar in the news, David. Yeah, uh, I guess reacting to the firing of Tucker Carlson, because Tucker Carlson went after her a lot. Basically the only or one of the very few people on television willing to act, to, to call her out on the uh, pile of BS that she shovels out there all the time. Well, and marrying your brother and all that stuff. Well, yeah. Uh, there is all of that, yes. Some people did something. Right, some people did something. That something was 9-11. Right. Yeah. Ilhan Omar, who stood by and cheered when violent insurrectionists tore down parts of Minneapolis and demanded to defund the police, says that Tucker Carlson is a danger to the safety of Muslims and immigrants. This was on MSNBC. Okay. You know, this was a man who obviously trafficked uh, the replacement theory. He was a a man who was named um, in many of the manifestos of mass um, shooters that uh, specifically targeted uh, Muslims. What? No, he, no, he wasn't. That I, I think she's conflating a couple of things. Remember after the Buffalo shooting, the supermarket shooting, yeah. where uh, it was a white supremacist, a racist who who went after and specifically targeted black people, not Muslims, but black people. Um, and a lot of media outlets at the time said that was that he was inspired by Tucker Carlson even though uh, there were headlines NPR had a headline about how Tucker Carlson was in uh, involved in this <laughs> suggesting that in this guy's manifesto he sp- specifically named Tucker Carlson he never did name Tucker Carlson as an inspiration and they said well he pushes great replacement theory or whatever which is not true either. What Tucker Carlson and a lot of people have talked about, even Democrats have talked about, is the idea of unchecked immigration as a, as a means of changing the fabric of the country. Democrats say that's exactly what they want to do. Yeah, they did that 10 years ago. And, that's what they were saying. That's what we want. And so, I, I mean... All all Tucker Carlson did was point it out, was notice it. And by the way, that has nothing to do with black people. No. But for someone like Ilhan Omar, facts don't matter. No. She'll relate the two. And there's your boogeyman. So I, I, I can't tell you just how, um, you know, both both relieved uh, uh, and and terrified I am um, okay. of, of where he might end up and the kind of platform um, that he might uh, end up having. Um, it is uh, really hard 
to, to make people understand just how dangerous this man was <laughs> and how, how many lives he risked with his hateful rhetoric on a daily basis. Where's that trans manifesto from Nashville, Ilhan? These people have destroyed the English language. Those words don't mean anything anymore. No, they don't. Fearing. <laughs> Everything, everything's fearful, destructive. See, I can tell when you start to really get it, angry. It I'm going to try to dial you back. Words don't mean anything. Different people say to me, hey, man. I know. Worry about Robbins. When he gets on. Right. Oh, you know what? Good news, man. Go ahead. Watch. This was in the news. Uh, we're, there's still a chance for you. Uh, Cher, who's 76, broke up with her 37-year-old boyfriend. Yeah. So she's back out there single. Gross. What do you mean? Gross. I'm just saying, Cher, I'm 36. Hi. Oh, goodness. Van Camp can have it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. I just got sick for a second. Oh, okay. Whew. All right. Biggest story of the day. Dave after love. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, David Van Camp has seen Cher live in concert. And it was a fabulous evening. I, I trust you. I'm glad you had a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, not my thing, but hey, whatever. Biggest story of the day is? Uh, biggest story of the day, I mean, it's taking a much darker turn here, is uh, following the developments in Atlanta where a gunman opened fire at a medical office building and an urgent care clinic and killed at least one person, three people injured, and at last check, he's still on the run. Okay. Keep you up to date on that, the news update, and the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before the Scott Robbins trifecta, I know you have a news update, David. I have a quick one. Yeah, there is a unfolding situation in the city of Atlanta where a man walked into an office building, a medical office building. They said there was an urgent care in the in the building and uh Killed at least one person, wounded three more. They're still looking for the guy. Atlanta police have identified the the gunman as Dion Patterson. Uh, they're still on the lookout for him, saying that uh, do not approach him. He is considered armed and dangerous. Uh, 25 years old. Okay. And then, of course, you had the news earlier. We talked about it. Uh, the illegal alien that was here, but... <laughs> put out as a Texas man from NBC News, was caught yesterday after murdering five people. By the way, on that, you know, when they were looking for that guy? Yeah. And the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, put out on Twitter, I've announced a $50,000 reward for info on the criminal who killed five illegal immigrants Friday. Mm -hmm. Also directed hashtag Operation Lone Star to be on the lookout. I continue working with state and local officials. That was it. Ilhan Omar, who you just had a clip from earlier, uh, she decided to tweet on top of that, Greg Abbott consistently traffics in anti-immigrant hate. Well, who doesn't know that? From reducing mass shooting victims to, quote, illegal immigrants, to sending thousands of migrants across the country, to terrorizing immigrant communities. <laughs> Cruelty is the point. What is she talking about? How is he... I mean, I, I think the, the governor's office did come out and apologize because uh, at least one of the people who was murdered was here legally. 
Okay. But uh, and so I mean you can you can say whether or not it's right to say that the victims uh, you know describe the victims as illegal immigrants or whatever, but that's not trafficking in hatred, and it's not trafficking in hatred to uh, to to send people to cities that say they are sanctuary cities. Absolutely not. It, that's how is that hateful? If he's terrorizing immigrant communities as she so claims, then you would think. You would want to be on the first bus out of Texas. You know, and I don't even know if we have to mention again. We talk about it so many times. You have a heart for people. They want a better life. They hear, you know what, all you got to do is make it across the border. You can have a better life. I don't blame people for trying. But it's not hateful to say they're illegal immigrants. That is a fact. The use of words with these people. By the way, if... Well, and Omar should be offended. She should be offended what the president said to her the other night. She's more than just looks, okay? <laughs> what what, what are you talking about? What? Oh, well, I'll play the clip for you. Okay. Remember when uh, Joe was running back in 2020 and different people were saying, he's got to dial it back. No touchy. No fear. Stop making comments about women's appearance. Yeah. Right? We also have members of the House of Representatives here. Congressman Omar. Where are you, Congressman Omar? There you go. God love you. I'm not supposed to get in trouble for saying this, but you look beautiful tonight. What? And Congressman Tlaib, where's, where's, where's the Congresswoman? There you are. Okay. So do you. Beautiful, dude. What? Just so condescending, <laughs> jack wagon. Congressman Omar, where are you, Congressman Omar? beautiful. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. There you go. God love you. Yeah. I'm not supposed to get in trouble for saying this, but you look beautiful tonight. Mm. And so does Rashida Tlaib. <laughs> yes, she does. Uh, but don't. I'll just tell you right now, before you even start having any visions in your mind, Scott. Okay. Okay, with Rashida, Rashida Tlaib. Off limits, as she has said before. Maybe you shouldn't even want to have sex with me. <laughs> well, done. Darn it's it. Never been a problem for me personally. Yeah, right. yeah. Just saying. I'm just saying, you know, if, that's, if I'm left with that as my only option, then sign me up for some of that gender affirming care. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you've been in prison for I four think years. I'll just David? celebrate yeah, celibacy nope. at that point. Nope. I'm good. Turn it inside out. I don't want it anymore. Ooh, buddy. All right. And with God, that. Turn it inside out. That's what they do. That's what I, gender I, affirming I care is. Yeah. God dang it. Yeah. Okay. Celibacy is an option. I'm, you know, I'm going okay, to just start calling it Eve Six ready? surgery. <laughs> Reversible coat. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. All right. Scott Robbins, top three of the day. Always helped by a hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Okay. I think Casey's ready to go. I'm ready. Yes. Three. Uh, number three, you want to talk about Tucker Carlson being offered to do a show for a pile of cash, a huge This pile is of cash. a pile of cash. This was on the Megyn Kelly show. Entrepreneur on there, a guy by the name of Patrick Bet David. This guy runs something called Valuetainment. I don't know what that is, but uh, he is one of the principals, uh, the owner, and he's the guy that has all the money. 
I think he said he wanted to spend 20 years in finance and then 40 years in media, and he's ready to do media. uh, He's ready. Uh, He details some of the turmoil that's been going on in the media industry. He thinks he can solve that problem. He acknowledged Tucker's probably getting a lot of offers, but I got one for him, and I'll make it public right now. $100 million over five years, plus an equity stake in the company, a board seat, the position as president of the company, and his own podcast or any other shows he wants to do. The company would also cover production costs, which, by the way, is no small expense. They're going to pay for everything. $100 million bucks, five years. Tucker, come see us. Yeah. Megan Kelly said, that's fantastic. That's for Tucker Carlson, that's a pay cut. It may very well be from Fox News for five years. You're saying yeah. five years, hundred million dollars, twenty million dollars a year. That's a fifteen million dollar a year pay cut for Tuck. Well, this guy say he truly yeah, believes but this immediate part company. of the company, right? Yeah. And you get a piece of the action, and you sit yeah. on the board of directors. He said he's a guy that uh, he can do all of this. Yeah, so if the, all of a sudden he's got a piece of the company, and it does take off, that, it, yeah, then I, the. I, I, the it's a risk, but it's a pretty calculated risk. I mean, you know, it, it seems like it'll pay off in the end. As far as I can tell, though, he can't do it. Well, that's Not what she, she said. The whole deal is done with Fox. Contract issues with Fox. Yeah, and they're still paying him. So, you know, who knows? I don't know where this thing lands, but damn, yeah. hundred million dollars stake in the company. Pretty good. Free podcast. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yes. We're Not getting bad. closer and closer to number one. Sky Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day. Two. Number two, the Biden administration is cracking down on Catholics again. That's right. The federal uh, government recently told Catholic Hospital in Oklahoma, either blow out a small candle or stop serving elderly, disabled, or low-income patients. What? St. Francis Health System, the 12th largest hospital in the nation, keeps with many prudent safeguards that sacred candles always lit in the hospital chapels. It's part of the Catholicism. Yeah. It's part of what they do. Well, after a hospital inspection in February... The government said a single candle was too dangerous and threatened to strip the hospital of their ability to accept Medicare, Medicaid, or CHIP if it does not extinguish the flame. A letter was sent by the Biden administration reminding it that St. Francis has the right to religious freedom and warning federal bureaucrats maybe should leave the candle alone. However, they moved on with it, saying the fire marshal said it's got to go, therefore it goes. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which reminded me of a guy said, what, my favorite fire marshal joke. What's the difference between God and a fire marshal? What? God doesn't think he's a fire marshal. <laughs> now, on with the countdown. Which is pretty funny. Always a class. Yeah. The Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. One. Uh, Tranheiser-Busch is really hurting because of the Bud Light controversy. And this is a story. I think the Wall Street Journal was the first to break this one. Yeah, they're uh, they're seeing things tank right and left. And they're scrambling right now. And this has to do with Dylan Mulvaney, the uh, celebrating 365 days of womanhood. Girlhood. Girlhood, sorry. While sitting in a bathtub with uh, Budweiser, or Bud Light, rather. Mm -hmm. So the company said we're going to spend more money marketing Bud Light with our new ad campaigns. And we'll send each wholesale uh, distributor employee a free case of Bud Light to show their appreciation. Yeah, because all of their friends have been ripping on them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Giving them the business, truck drivers, everybody else. They said they're trying to defuse some of the backlash the wholesalers are facing, giving them a letter to show retailers that addresses misconceptions about the Mulvaney partnership. The can is not a formal campaign or advertisement, they said. Our new vice president for Bud Light and all of us at Anheuser-Busch are committed 
to reminding all our customers of why they love Bud Light and why they made it the number one beer in America. The Mulvaney cans were only sent to the influencer to promote on social media. And they were never available for sale, nor will they ever be available for sale. <laughs> Didn't matter. Man, the backpedaling. Wow. Yeah, it's so if you work for a wholesaler, if you're an employee with a wholesaler, you are their wholesaler, you get a free case of Bud Light to say we're sorry. What does that run in a lot of places if you average it out? Case. Um, I, don't know, I don't even know what a 15 case costs. Bucks. 15 bucks. Okay, would you pay 15 bucks not to hear crap from your buddies for a month? I would. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Well, at I'd least say. if you're going right. to hear about it, you can you can sit there and, <laughs> and, and and suck back some Bud Lights while you're taking the beating. Yeah. And there you have it. Okay, Scott Robbins trifecta. Um, okay. I don't know that we have time. A lot of times, you know, we used to do some games on this show. Yeah. Um, I think we might have time to squeeze one in. Oh yeah, let's do it. We haven't um, done one for. I haven't lost for a while. Well, uh, no cheating. Okay, I just thought it was interesting. No cheating? Okay. Hollywood people have been fed up with for a while. But when it is a good movie, people want to see a good movie, right? Yeah. Well, they talked about actors, actresses. Who has the biggest box office appeal? Who are the bankable stars right now? Like in the top ten. Like people go to see movies with these people. You want to do that as a game? Sure. Yeah. You don't sound very excited. Scott. Well, I, I lose these all the time, so. Well, we don't have to play it. Okay, well. You want to just skip it this time? I don't care. David wants to play. We'll play. Okay. Here we are. It's game time. We've got the reigning champ, the millennial. David Van Camp. The Wiley veteran. He's been on a losing streak for, for a long time. A few years. Scott Roberts. And we start. The champ goes first. All right, we got the uh, 10 scale going. Actors with the biggest box office appeal, David. Who uh, comes to mind? Tom Cruise. Damn. Hmm. And Tom Cruise, yes. Jeez. That's number one. That's 10 pointer. And, well, the champ is up 10 nothing early. Scott. Uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yes. He is number four. That's a seven pointer. It's like a football score, 10 7. To Van Camp. I'll go with The Rock. Again, man, oh, solid. Man, I hadn't even thought about him. I really number didn't. two. That's a nineteen to seven. To Robbins. <sighs> I go female. Can I go female, or is this all just? Males? I said actors, actresses. Okay, that's what I thought you said. All right. Are um, you stalling? No, I'm just. I'm my th- Ryan Reynolds. You know what, man? That is a really <sighs> no. Man. Nope, nowhere. That was going to be my guess. Thanks for falling on that sword. Oh, <laughs> um, Any, anytime I can help. Yeah. He was 13th, but out of the top 10. Mm. Say, sorry. No one's got a beef with Denzel, so Denzel Washington. That's some good thinking there. Uh, Denzel's number five. That's a six pointer. And mathematically, I do believe Robbins is already eliminated. It doesn't take long. Eight, five, no, no, not quite yet. Haven't been run ruled yet. Not, not quite yet. Back to you, Robbins. Uh, Kevin Costner. Ooh, well. No. Going through a divorce. Yeah. Hmm. But no, not as movies. I mean, Yellowstone, yeah, movies, no. Gosh. Not there. Nowhere in the top 20. Oh, boy. I suck at this. Well. All David needs is one more then, doesn't he? Yes, David. Uh, the Rock's little buddy, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. 
Yes, it's in a lot 10. of stuff, man. One that's pointer, true. yeah. I never would have guessed Kevin Hart. No. Twenty six to seven. That's why you're losing. Uh, well, who you got, Scott? <sighs> Trying to think of something. Do or die, because time's running out. You got to have a big pointer here. Stallone. Wow. Nineteen eighty six called. <laughs> well, he's been he's been around recently. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. David's I, game I, there. I, no, the one I think you really wanted was Tom Hanks. Damn. Oh yes. yeah. He was number three. That would have been an eight pointer. You also uh, left Julia Roberts out there. Will Smith still at number seven. I wouldn't have picked him. DiCaprio at eight. Johnny Depp at nine. That rounds out top ten in game time. Okay. Uh, Got to get to another uh, news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Running out of time. Quick news update. David Van Camp. Yeah, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Department so, of Homeland Security Secretary, is going to be making a trip to the southern border. Oh, so he can expected. see his... Duffel bag full of failures right in front of him. Yeah, I like the suggestion of just changing the uh, the the border signs and leaving him on the other side of the real border. I love that. Yeah. That is good. All right, let's get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Them rise in the news. We start with a woman that worked for a company that provides the University of Arkansas with cadavers for medical research. That would be Candace Scott. She's 36. Last year, cops got a tip. She'd been selling body parts to a guy in Pennsylvania, uh, sending them through the mail. Golly. She got in touch with him, I guess, through a Facebook group he runs called Oddities. Her initial message said she loved his work and asked, hey, just out of curiosity, you know anybody in the market for a fully intact embalmed brain? Over the course of nine months, she allegedly mailed him 20 boxes of body parts from the cadavers, including an ear, an arm, oh. lungs, livers, kidneys, hands, skulls, and a full human head. God. Holy smokes, man. Grand total he paid her for it was $10,975. They've both been arrested. She's like the Napa of cadavers. <laughs> By the way, the mugshot, this dude, he's got like these dragon scale tattoos on his face. His See? right eyeball is black. He's got metal spikes implanted in his scalp. What are you doing with all that stuff? Oh, man. Just God. great. And that's Nimrod's in the news.